Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the March 7th edition of Weisscast. It's March 7th on the time of recording. I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, along with my co-host, the the twin-finger shooter himself, Bryant Stinson. Hey. I say that because if you're watching the video, he's shooting finger guns kind of in front of him, but like also kind of in his general direction. Uh, yeah, live on the edge. Got to live on the edge. He just live on the edge. But the thing is, he's like, he has the double the double barrel finger shotgun. Take of a, course, take a shot out of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus is not going to get Bryant Stinson because of the twin finger guns. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 how fighting viral infections works. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of coronavirus, I didn't realize just like how much. I like touch my face on a normal basis and literally every time I I touch my face, I'm like, I have a problem. (laughs) I think touching your face isn't necessarily like a bad thing is when you touch your face after touching something that multiple people have touched like countertops or. Yeah. Like, don't touch a countertop at a public place and then touch your face. That's an easy way to get sick. And also, I've never had, like... Or don't set your phone on a countertop in a public place and then pick your phone up and then touch your face after touching your phone. That's the hard one. That is the hard one. Um, I've, I've never had a problem, like, washing my hands. I feel like I wash my hands, like, the normal amount. Like, you know, after every time I use the restroom or, you know, before I'm going to cook something, after I cook something... Uh, after I eat, but I've always, uh, that, that's the problem right there. It's like, why do I wash my hands after I eat not before I eat? <laughs> yeah, that's nasty, dude. <laughs> and, and the thing is, there's a lot of people like that though. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't wash their hands in general. Yeah. Which I think it's hilarious how everybody's like, oh, <clears throat> All I have to do to not get coronavirus is wash my hands for the first time in 15 years. Yeah. I can do that. You're like, you're nasty. That's disgusting. There, There is an alarming stat that like 67% of men don't wash their hands after using the restroom. That's so gross, dude. Specific, specifically like number one. Um, I'm sure it's a lower percentage for number two. But that's still nasty. I know. Wash I know. your hands. <laughs> um, it was funny. I was listening to this podcast, Fourth and Ten. Uh, actually, part of the inspiration for this podcast. Um, and it, it's three comedians, uh, two of whom are black, um, and a white guy. And the both of the black guys were like, "It's not us." And like the 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 white guy was like, yeah, there's a lot of white guys that don't wash their hands. <laughs> it it was is true. Really funny. It's true, dude. I wash my hands 
an alarming amount. Yeah. Go go to a movie theater and look around the men's restroom like as people are washing their hands. Like the white guy will just walk out. Yep. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like waiting at the seat. We mean get out of here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I I was at a restaurant yesterday and first of all, I don't mind when the outside of a restroom like has like the pull open the door. Yeah. But when the inside is pull, that really annoys me because like, cause like I got to get an extra paper towel or something, you know, grab the handle. Cause you know, the handle's not been washed. Yeah. Um, so I was at a restroom and this was double worse. Like this, this was like, you had to like turn the handle instead of just like, instead of just pull. Mm. So, I u- I was in a situation where I used the last paper towel to dry off my hands. And I didn't realize I had forgotten about the bathroom door before I threw away the paper towel. And so I was in a really interesting conundrum. <laughs> Finally, I just bit the bullet and exited the restroom. Uh, but I was like... I was, like, a little bit freaking out. I was like, do I go back inside and wash my hands with the door open? <laughs> oh, oh, here's the other thing that I didn't say. So this this was one of those places that should just have, like, two non-gender-specific bathrooms because they're, like, the one-person-only bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of those places that hasn't changed over yet, so I was like... One was labeled men's, one was labeled women's. I had been waiting to use the restroom for like 10 minutes, but the men's restroom was locked. So finally I just went into the women's. And so the reason I didn't go back in is because it was the women's restroom and people were waiting. (laughs) Did you actually have women that were waiting for the restroom? (laughs) Or just men and women? It was just everybody. But, I mean, it's like one of those things where it should just be like, you don't you don't need a sign because there's literally just one there's like one toilet and a sink yeah it doesn't matter yeah um but anyways this is not the uh, public restroom podcast we are officially sponsored by Purell though I mean unofficially sponsored and it's not actually Purell it's the Dollar Tree brand assured um are we really yeah, signed that deal. Uh, in St- that's why I was in St. Louis, actually. That's why you're in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, seeing seeing Justin and Katie was just a perk of being there. I actually really had to go to Dollar Tree and sign a deal um, for every. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right, go ahead. It, it was actually a really good, really good timing because with with coronavirus, people are freaking out and buying crap tons of hand sanitizer they're legitimately out on amazon so sign this deal we get one one penny of every sale we've already made one billion pennies (laughs) we're rich guys (laughs) we're rich so that's like that's like what a hundred hundred million dollars easily easily that's like 15 bucks at least. <laughs> <laughs> We've already made $15. All right, let's get into it. We got the Siri joke of the week. 
Hey Siri, tell me a joke. Tell me a joke. Why do teenagers always walk in groups of three or five? Because they can't even. Hmm. Makes you think, that's, doesn't it? That's uh, huh. unusually modern. Yeah. Learning. Out of date. No one says I can't even anymore. But. Yeah, yeah. That, that was very, you know, early 20 teens. This is 2020. Now she made a joke about like renegade on TikTok. <laughs> that'd be that'd be terrifying. Uh, let's 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 get into the from around the web. Brian, how many topics do we have this week? Six, seven. A baker's dozen. Thirteen? No, we had seven, but you know, a, ba- <laughs> yeah. a, uh, a baker's dozen. Baker's so, dozen. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, I would love to. So, at everyone's favorite video game publisher electronic arts they've never done anything poorly or made bad decisions with games ever no they haven't they never will ever again uh, they have a new smaller more unusual star wars project um at ea motive known as star wars project maverick that is in development and the reason that people know that this game is in development was it was first discovered after um the Twitter account PSN releases um, tweeted about the game with the art shown above. Um, and it was, man, it was, it was really interesting because normally EA does a pretty good job of keeping things under wraps until, mm-hmm. it's, until it's ready. But um, they, of course they haven't officially confirmed the project yet, but um, they say that this is one of two Star Wars titles according to Kotaku, that Electronic Arts is currently working on. Um, And potentially the other one is a Jedi Fallen Order uh, sequel at Respawn. That wouldn't be surprising, though, because that one has sold really well. I think I saw a stat. I could be wrong, but I think it sold close to 10 million units. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's done really well, and if it does not get a sequel, that's very shocking. Um, but this Project Maverick's very interesting because um, literally only like a logo was shown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with like some background art, um, and it looked very Star Wars esque. But it might be because of Top Gun. But this is making me think that it's like a uh, that it's like an X-wing fighter game. That'd be so sick, though. Yeah, it would be. I uh, there hasn't been like a dogfighting Star Wars game since the Rogue Squadron days, mm-hmm. and you know what? Maybe it's the right time to bring it back. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the interesting <laughs> thing about this is that um, this game, Project Maverick, whatever it is officially going to be called or whatever, if it if it's officially called Project Maverick, or if, if that's just a placeholding name for now. Um, it's ironic that it's being made at EA Motive in Montreal when the last Star Wars game that was being worked on at EA Motive was the open world Star Wars title <laughs> that <laughs> was being worked on that EA just straight up canceled. 
Oh, yeah. So, EA, although they've done better with Fallen Order, they need to really start getting on that Star Wars game train because there's, I mean, Jedi Fallen Order was good for the time, mm-hmm. but they need to release more games since they've canceled more Star Wars games than they've developed in the mm-hmm. last decade. So. And they've, they've really only had one far and away hit in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, retroactively, uh, Battlefront 2 is a hit. It has a lot of players. Um, Battlefront 1 was a disappointment for a lot of people because it was just incomplete at launch and didn't really ever get that much better. But because of EA's commitment for Battlefront 2, it got a lot better and has a really strong player base still. Um, so they have like one and a half hits. Yeah. Out of three released games and then a fourth canceled game. Yeah. So technically out of four games, they have one and a half hits. Not great. Not a great track record. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really hope this is like a Rogue Squadron. Like I have, do I have two and three or do I just have two on GameCube? And a lot of, it's on a lot of people's top GameCube games of all time. Um, they're very fun. Um, I remember playing the original on N64, um, and I've never been good at, like, flying in games in general, but it was just so much fun in Rogue Squadron, like, that I didn't care that I wasn't that good. Um, and it's so, those games are so well made, they kind of feel like the Star Fox games. Okay, yeah. Um... And which those Star Fox games being the only other games that I really enjoy flying in um, slash I feel decent at mm-hmm. um, but like if we're talking like Battlefront, I'm terrible at flying in those games. Battlefield worse. Um, anything with like semi-realistic physics just. <laughs> just bad at it because you need to be able to do a barrel roll with no repercussions. Yeah, exactly. I, I need Peppy to do me, tell me to do a barrel roll. Barrel There'd rolls. be no repercussions. Exactly. Well, guess we got to go on to the next one. Uh, this next topic is in the world of, comes from the world of sports. And the headline is with the XFL's battle Hawks, St. Louis gets a chance to avenge the loss of the Rams. And um, it's kind of a ridiculous headline, but it's a very classic ESPN headline. It is a very classic. But I was reading the article, and, like, season ticket holders for the Rams when they were in St. Louis have bought season tickets for the Battle Hawks. And, like, uh, there's this group in particular that literally had the same spot for tailgating for, like, 15 years and they're like back there tailgating um, for these games. Um, the first ever home Battle Hawks game was the last weekend while I was in St. Louis, and Justin and I really wanted to go, but they the the tickets sold out really quick. Mm. Um, and I don't know how well other cities are embracing their XFL teams. I doubt. Any, any of them are embracing them as well as St. Louis because most of the other cities, if not all the other cities, have NFL teams. Yeah. Um, 
And it was really cool to see um, sports fans in St. Louis kind of rally around uh, the Battle Hawks. I saw so much Battle Hawks gear just like on people walking around. Um, they were so excited for that team. And, you know, we've talked about a couple times before wanting the XFL to to do well. And for me, if no other reason, I, I want it to be for uh, St. Louis and potential other markets that have either had and lost an NFL team or have never had an, an NFL team. Um, because there there's, like a huge sense of like city pride when you have a team to rally around. Yeah. Like in Atlanta, you can really feel it with Atlanta United or the Braves um, or when the Falcons are doing okay. Um, <laughs> it's funny you say that too, because according to uh, Alexi Lalas um, the other day, someone asked him who he thought the best um soccer city was in the United States. And he was like, right now it's Atlanta mm-hmm. easily. They love Atlanta United there. For good reason. And for good reason, they're really good. But Joseph Martinez is gone for the year. So you, good luck. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think. I mean, we're going to, it's not going to be like an amazing year. I think we'll still make it to the playoffs. Um, I think Barco is going to step up and, Pity's going to step up. Um, I think they're going to find their stride, but yeah, it sucks. Joseph's out. But for the Battle Hawks, like, it, I mean, maybe Justin could say it better because he lives in St. Louis. Um, but it really was cool because, like, their, their football stadium was just sitting there for like four years. You know, um, I'm sure that they had concerts and stuff in there, but, you know, you build football stadium for football mm. and then the concerts are like kind of a, a, a bonus. Um, yeah, it, it was really cool to see. And I'm glad that St. Louis is rallying around them. They could just be like, oh, the XFL is not really something we're interested in. We've we've gone all in on hockey because the Blues won last year, or we've gone all in on uh, baseball because the Cardinals are always good. Uh, we don't care if football's here. Um, and I don't know if it's next year or the year after they're getting an MLS expansion team. Ooh. Yeah. So and it's the first um, one majority owned by a woman. And it's also the first one where the um, stadium is going to be 100% privately funded. Wow. Yeah. So big things are happening in the world of sports in St. Louis. Um, and it'll be interesting to watch as time moves on. I Like, like I said, uh, XFL is doing well right now. Um I think this is week four. Yeah, I think it's week four. It's week four. And so if they make it past this week into next week, they will have already done better than the AAF. (laughs) (laughs) 
so let's move on to the next topic. What what you got for us, Bryant? Oh man, when I saw this, I immediately got so excited. Um, and this is confirmed, by the way, totally Ooh. confirmed. So so the the writer Craig Mazin, uh, who who wrote for um the who wrote the miniseries Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. on HBO is going to be teaming up with Neil Druckmann who is the game director for The Last of Us and The Last of Us is getting an HBO series yo yeah this is a really interesting concept I uh, mean you talk about one of the best video game series in the last decade Mm-hmm. Probably in the last two, honestly, and being written, potentially being written by a guy who wrote a very wonderfully done miniseries. Mm-hmm. I mean, I when I saw this, I, I was incredibly excited. It, it's supposed to be a collaboration between HBO, Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions. Um, and the former president of HBO, Carolyn Strauss, and the president of Naughty Dog, Evan Wells, are going to be producers of the show. Yeah, I think it has a lot of great potential, and out of all of Sony's IPs, I think it has the best shot at being a good TV show. Um, Last of Us is notably their darkest ip um and but it's also probably their most story driven um people really care about the main characters joel and ellie Mm -hmm. um and it hasn't been necessarily confirmed but i i think that it will follow joel and ellie um because i think from what i understand like i haven't played through last of us completely but from what i understand that game is those characters and not necessarily the world that's built yeah in it it's a yeah it's, it's definitely a character focus mm-hmm. game yeah um and so like i've actually been listening to a lot on the last of us part two because uh, i listen to a playstation podcast um and there's always new stuff on it every week and um that's coming out in two months right april may i think may may comes out in may um and then in june ghost of tsushima comes out and i'm really excited about that um i'm it's it's interesting for me that i've never gotten into the last of us because i love naughty dog and i love the uncharted series um but for someone for whatever reason i just kind of missed the bandwagon on last of us and maybe i'll try to play through it i i understand that it's an amazing game um but for just some reason i haven't sat down and played it maybe i don't maybe i don't want to have an emotional experience (laughs) (laughs) there was also talk years ago about a movie adaptation for the uh uncharted series and that is actually set to come out next march yep with tom holland and uh Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And it's interesting because Mark Wahlberg has been tied to it from the beginning, originally as Nathan Drake, but because he's aged a lot, 
Yeah. <laughs> He's now playing Sully. Yeah. And Tom Holland is playing Nathan Drake, which is interesting because I don't think Tom Holland has the right like he has the he has kind of the look, but I don't think he has the right voice for Nathan Drake. Um not that Mark Wahlberg did. He kind of more had the look. Um I don't think it's going to be a good movie, though. <laughs> Neither do I, but it's going to be a good attempt. <laughs> yep. The old college try that's been in development hell for a decade. I'm I'm excited about the potential for The Last of Us television series. Oh, yeah. Last of Us is going to be good. Yeah. At the very least, it's going to be good. It might not knock it out of the park, but it will be good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I can't wait to uh, use someone else's HBO Max subscription. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Next topic is this week, PlayStation, turn, PlayStation 2 turned 20. And yesterday... The Nintendo Switch turned three. Um, and wow. I actually have a lot more to say about the Switch than I do the PlayStation 2. I never owned a PlayStation 2. Did you? I, I did, but man, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, a lot of my friends had PS2. I was a GameCube guy. Um, and, you know... When you're in like elementary school, you're, the console you have is the console you have. You don't have anything else. Yeah. So if I wanted to play PlayStation games, I went to my friend's house. And that's kind of where I was exposed to um, like Jack and Daxter, mm-hmm. um, you know, Final Fantasy X, um, Final Fantasy X 2. <laughs> uh, just like all these games that most of them are. Oh, Sly Cooper. Who could forget Sly Cooper? Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, just like all these, all these Sony PlayStation games. Um, and I'm glad that like the PlayStation Two, um, like like kind of put us on the track where we are, like, they are the first console to be released with a built-in DVD player, and that was a lot of people's DVD player. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They, uh, like, that that was very revolutionary because DVD players at the time cost just as much, if not more, than a PlayStation 2. And the fact, I, I don't know what the PlayStation 2 launched for. I think it was $300. The fact that you could buy a PlayStation 2 for $300 that could play your DVDs was huge. And that that's kind of part of the reason why it sold in Gangbusters. Like, um, just, they made gobs and gobs of money on the PlayStation 2. Um, yeah. And it was the first PlayStation, like, it didn't, it wasn't widely adopted, but, like, a lot of people forget that there was somewhat of an online service with the PlayStation 2, um, kind of towards the end of its life, but still, it was there. Um, 
that's where we got classics like Resident Evil 4 for the first time. SSX Tricky. SSX Tricky. Um, And that's where... Jam Fight for New York. (laughs) 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 Jam Fight for New York. I laugh, but I played that game. That's where the God of War series got its start. Yeah, it did. I forget that because I associated God of War more with the PlayStation 3. Yeah. But... I think Vice City and San Andreas were on PlayStation 2. Mm -hmm. As well as GTA 3. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's just so many things started on the PlayStation 2. Um, So many legacies were started on the PlayStation 2. And I think... They were still releasing games for it up until, like, 2013. I think that's right, yeah. Um, They released the Madden and NCAA games every year for it uh, up until then. NCAA, R.I.P. Man, R.I.P. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so many things. And, like, oh, they kind of started the the trend. No, they didn't start it, I guess. That was a lie. But they might have popularized it of, of like, the .5 model. So, like, the PS2 Slim kind of popularized the the reiteration, the mid-generation reiteration, which was a fun... Mid-generation reiteration, yeah, yeah. That was a fun phrase to say. Um, That's going to be the episode title. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to say that they started it, but they might have popularized it. Right. Because, um, I mean, yeah, the, the, just so many cool things happened on PlayStation 2. But the Switch, three, even just in the past three years... Oh, gosh, I haven't even gotten to talk about the Switch yet. Uh, even in just, like, the past three years, um, so many companies have been bringing their games to Switch because people want to play portably. Like Overwatch, The Witcher, uh, the Doom games have come to Switch. Uh, like I'm pretty sure Doom Eternal's coming to Switch. Like that's crazy. Um, they brought Skyrim to Switch, but I guess you can play that on Amazon Echo. Um, yeah, it like the Switch has really revolutionized the way that I play games because if if a game is coming to Xbox and Switch, I'm going to buy it on Switch, even though it might have the Switch tax. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because I just rather would play it portably. Like, I waited the longest time to play uh, Ukulele, um, even though, it, I mean, it technically came to Switch at launch, but I was just too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> So I waited till it was on sale and got it for $10, but I waited so I could play on Switch because that, even though it's not a first-party Nintendo game, it kind of feels, or a second-party Nintendo game, it still feels like that, and I would want to play that on Switch, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's like a platformer, I'd rather play on Switch. Um Yeah, like, and you told me the other day that you're about to get a switch 
I think I'm going to pull the trigger and purchase a Switch. Got any ideas on the first game you're going to buy with it? <sighs> I feel like the only game I'm going to get is Tetris 99, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> That's a free game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. um, and there's so many good options, too. I really want, I honestly think the the first game I want is is either Pokemon Sword or Shield, but I really, I also want to, um, I want to get the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake, man. I love that game. I want one of, one of those two. I've never really been big or have known much about the Animal Crossing series because I've never really owned Nintendo, um, platform. I was never been like, had a Nintendo platform for any like length of time. So I may give that a go as well. Yeah, I um I can't wait for Animal Crossing. I think <laughs> I think you should go with one of the best games on the system, which is either Breath of the Wild or uh, Mario Odyssey. Both of those games are just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um I'd also recommend Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. That's legitimately one of my favorite games on the system and maybe of the past few years. Uh, it's just so good. So funny. Um, trying to think what else, like I, I have a crap ton of just like small indie games. Um, like that's the cool thing about the switch is like, you can either buy a one triple a game or you can just buy like five or 10 little indie games. Yeah. Um, that's what I started doing Xbox. I started to get more, more, I say indie games. I mean, I've, Recently, I've purchased Binding of Isaac, which is still technically an indie game. Untitled Goose Game, Dead Cells. Yeah. Um, I have Ori in the Blind Forest. I'm planning on getting Ori in the Will of Wisps when it comes out next week. Yep. So, interested. Yeah, it. I'm excited for you to get Switch. And you know what? Maybe you should just get Animal Crossing because... I'm going to be playing the crap out of that uh, when it comes out at the end of the month. Uh, maybe we could uh, travel to each other's islands. I don't even know what Animal Crossing is. It's That's the thing. is I don't even know what it it's is. It's kind of like The Sims meets Harvest Moon. Okay, that, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's very fun. Um, but we're going way over on this topic, and you it's got one more. fine. <laughs> Yeah, I do have one more. So, uh, I mean, we've talked about coronavirus, I think, every episode for the last almost month. Yeah, we have. Why stop there? So, this is comics related. I know we talked about comics a couple weeks ago with the uh, the Batman animated series being moved to mm-hmm. uh, the comic book medium um, for like a six a six issue little mini series. Um, every year and every year in Seattle there since 2003, at least there's been the Emerald city comic-con that has been held there. And, um, it, there's always a lot of different, um, comic book publishers that show up, um, DC, dark horse, Marvel, um, all of those will show mm-hmm. up this year for, for ECCC 2020. 
DC Comics and Dark Horse have all are have pulled out um, of ECCC, and since those are two of the biggest names that show up, people are considering not about not even going. And the yep. reason that they've pulled out, the reason that they're pulling out is because of the coronavirus and they want to try to keep their staff as safe as possible and things like that. And so now there there may be a potential that the entire convention may not happen, similar to how a lot of these other conventions that we've talked about mm-hmm. may not happen because of this. So, um, yeah, it, <laughs> it's really it's really, really interesting just how. How, how ridiculous it is. And it's not even just at the ECCC. Last Tuesday, DC Comics announced that they would cancel all appearances at comic book conventions for the entire month of March um, because of, amid coronavirus um, stuff. So it, it's, it's, it's pretty big. It's, it's a pretty big deal. And DC was going to be kind of the ones that was going to pull all the people in because Marvel wasn't even scheduled to be there this year. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really yeah. – coronavirus is taking away everything. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I forget what – like, Google canceled their biggest thing, Google I.O., um, and that's not even in March. It's usually in June um, or May. Like, they canceled that already. I'm sure that Apple will can- cancel WWDC. Um, what is it, SXSW or SWSX or something like that? There's – I don't know what it stands for, but people do. Um, yeah, SSW. Yeah, that was canceled. Um, of course, GDC was canceled. Um, all of these conventions are getting canceled because of coronavirus. And um, it just it makes you think that coronavirus is worse than it is. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't help with the mass hysteria. No. Um, we were talking about it earlier. Like the flu is more of a pandemic right now. And it has always been more of a pandemic. Um, of course, this, this is like the biggest one, the biggest pandemic for a virus like this in the past, you know, few years um but even then like the like relatively speaking the death toll isn't that high and the infection rate isn't that high like relatively speaking relatively speaking yeah um so yeah it's just it's it's not helping anything to cancel these other than add to the mass hysteria i guess it is helping people like prevent like getting infected. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so kind of, it's so disheartening seeing these cancel these canceled, you know, mm-hmm. um, like E3 is probably going to be canceled and then that'll probably kill E3 because so many developers have already pulled out of E3. Um, like, it's going to be weird to have a year with no conventions. Because, like, especially as, like, comic fan, uh, movie fan, tech fan, 
video game fan, like I, I enjoy watching these like recaps on YouTube on like all the new things, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to have to change my content. So it's all about me, Bryant. <laughs> at least, at least you know that. Um, I got two more, and I think they're really quick topics. Um, and then we'll head into movie twenty questions. I'll just give us six minutes for each of these two topics, uh, like total six minutes total. Um, the first one is former God of War executive producer to head new Google Stadia development team. This is huge for them. Mm. Um, of course, you know, God of War uh, 2018, one of the best games of all time. Um, just, you know, from a gameplay story, um, just like character reinvention. Yeah. Like, this is huge for Stadia um, that they got someone of this caliber. Um, Stadia really needed a win. Um, and I think it's going to, I think Stadia is going to start doing better once Doom Eternal is released, because that will be the first time a new game has released, like, alongside all of the other, like, consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be a good push for Stadia. I want to see Stadia succeed. I don't know how you feel about Stadia. Um, but I just think what they bring to the market is so interesting. And... Um, to see this executive producer heading the Google Stadia, um, like, in-house studio is really cool. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see just kind of how, I mean, having people at the top that can cast really good vision and then help kind of give a direction and find a, find a niche in the market for you to kind of... Um, of you know do do your work in i think would be really beneficial and i mean I, the fact that they have somebody as reputable as um one of the directors of one of the best games of all time is is awesome and mm-hmm. i don't necessarily want to see stadia fail but I, I think it's a really interesting concept and i i think they're the idea is great but they just have to iron out some 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 uh small things in there to kind of make it more reliable because reliability above above anything else is going to be kind of pushes people toward that platform so hopefully hopefully they'll be able to do that yeah and the last topic is another coronavirus related topic um james bond no time to die has been delayed until november um, and you might be like, how is that coronavirus related? Apparently, the studio and the uh, – I guess it's just the studio because I was thinking in terms of movies, uh, you know, video games. Like there's a studio and then the, the publisher. But the studio thinks that the best way to uh, help – fight coronavirus is for people to not be gathered which is true but it just seems odd like i understand canceling these conventions where thousands of people are gathered in one place but like the movies it just seems odd 
you know, mm-hmm. to delay your movie. I think it was supposed to come out in April. So like over six months to delay your movie. Um, and <laughs> it's really unfortunate timing because they just released the theme song for it a couple weeks ago. Daniel Craig is hosting SNL this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just really weird timing to delay the movie. And I'm sure that I, I haven't heard anything from Daniel Craig, but I'm sure he's mad about it. Cause like, he's literally already doing the press tour, you know? Um, hmm. It just seems really strange to delay a movie. And I, it makes me wonder if any other movies are going to follow suit. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of strange. I have you liked Daniel Craig's role as James Bond? Every other movie I have. <laughs> so, so where this one falls? Yes, I will. Okay. I will like this movie. I think. Okay, cool. Casino Royale, amazing. Yeah. Uh, Quantum of Solace, eh. Uh, Skyfall, amazing. Yeah. Uh, what was, what was even the last one? I don't know. I don't know what the last one was called. Uh, meh. meh. This one, this one looks good. <laughs> okay. Man. Yeah. I was surprised that he got a. I was surprised that he got a fifth movie or stayed around for for he, that long too. He didn't want it, and then he somehow got it. Like he he wanted he to quit. A, guess like, he didn't have another bond lined up. Yeah, it's interesting. And Remy, Remy, Remy Malik. What's his name? The the guy that played uh, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I can't remember his name. <laughs> He's the villain in it. Oh, uh, that's cool though. Yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. So, I guess I gotta wait till November now. Uh, not that I've seen a lot of movies in theaters lately. Like, <laughs> you mean to but, tell me you're not gonna go see Candyman when it comes out? Probably not. <laughs> um. Not much of a horror movie kind of guy. Hansel and Gretel when it came out two months ago? No. <laughs> or whatever is that? You're not going to see Onward? Onward came out I, to, today, I think. I, actually, I, I do want to see Onward, actually. <laughs> Folks, that brings us into TV Show 20 Questions, where... TV Show 20 Questions. I try to extend my lead. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright. Here to, we go. Try to, try to extend your lead. Alright. I'm ready when you are, my dude. Got my TV show. I'm ready. Alright. Was this show released before January 1st, 2010? Yes. Before January 1st, 2000? Nope. Okay, so between 2000 and 2010. Before January 1st, 2005. Yes. All right, so it's between 2000 and 2005. Uh, is this show live action? Yes. Did the show appear on one of the four major networks? So was, we, we, we every time I so ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox. Yes. <laughs> we do that every week. It's literally every time. <laughs> yes, it did. Oh, interesting. It did, yes. Uh did this show have a 
um, you know, the, the longer time slot, like an hour time slot? Uh, no. Okay. Um, is the show a comedy? Yes. Did the show have eight or more seasons? No. Okay. Did the show have more than five seasons? Yes. Okay. Um, started it. St- oh, I just need to know when it started. Um, is this show currently on the air? No. Okay. That eliminates Arrested Development. It does eliminate Arrested Development. So you eliminated one yeah. <laughs> out of every show that Fox has done. Yeah. Did I already ask if this was a comedy? Yeah, you did. And was it? I forget. What? Was it a comedy? I forget. Yes. Yeah, you, you asked if it was a comedy, and I said yes. Okay, cool. It's a com- um, I should narrow it down by network. But that could waste too many questions, and I already just used ten questions getting to where I am. Um, I think you're doing. I think you're doing well. It lasted more than five seasons, but less than eight. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> so it it either had six or seven seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was the show on NBC? No. Was it on ABC? No. Was it on Fox? Yes. <laughs> I should have gone with Fox second. I knew it was going to be Fox. Uh, Fox. That's what, question thir- 14? That was 13. Um, was the show protagonist black? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, is this show live action? Yeah, you asked that already, though. Damn it. <laughs> Old me was really good at questions. Um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Was this show... I'm sorry, I'm just looking up Boss Music real quick, because this is about to be question 15. (laughs) Oh, man. Boss Music. What Boss Music should I use? Um, Let's go with uh, Lance's Boss Music from Pokemon Silver. Slash Gold, slash Crystal. (laughs) It's also Red's Boss theme, so... Okay. Is this show focused around more than one person? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was 15. And you picked the version from Hot Yeah, I did. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> this show... Did this show take place in New York? I'm not sure. Let me figure that out for you. My initial thought is no, but I will I will check. Nope. It did not take place in New York. Did this show take place in L.A.? No. Um, did this show focus <clears throat> on a, like a That's too broad of a question. Um, I'll ask this question. Uh, actually, did this show focus on a family as opposed to, like, friends? Yeah. Okay. So that was 18. Okay. Um, was anybody in this show also known for other shows? Mm-hmm. Like, Okay. All right. Uh, Time to guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you're you're on you're, you're on the cusp of guessing. You yep. haven't used your hint yet. I feel like you voided the ability to use your hint. No, I didn't. I can still <laughs> use the hint. Would you like a hint? I'll take a hint. Okay. One of. The one of the actors slash actresses in this show was known for not one, not two, but three roles in incredibly popular shows. So, well, I'll say two, two other than the show I'm trying to get you to guess. Both were incredibly popular. Okay. Um, is this show Malcolm in the Middle? It is Malcolm in the Middle. You got it. <laughs> it is? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Rose up right when you were saying, <laughs> let's go. You got um, it. You got it. It is Malcolm in the Middle. Released January 9th, 2000, and ran until May 14th, 2006. It technically had seven seasons, 151 episodes. Frankie Munez has not really done much else other than that. Nope. (laughs) And then Brian Cranston was well known for his role as the father of Malcolm in the Middle, for his role as, I think it was how in Breaking Bad, and then he also played a major character in Seinfeld. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, <sighs> networks 
did not help. I did. I. I. Because <laughs> I, I, I watched that picked, show on Netflix. I should have picked Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> the streak continues. Streak continues. Yeah, networks. Networks. Yeah, networks didn't didn't really help, but. It would depend on the show. Like I know, The Office was NBC. Yeah. I know that How I Met Your Mother was CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know that I don't know why I know this, but I know that uh, Home Improvement was ABC. ABC, yeah. And I knew that uh, Parks and Recreation is also NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, Arrested Development was Fox. Yeah. I guess. Well, we- yeah. Originally on Fox, and then to, went yeah. to Netflix. It's weird knowing like semi-popular TV shows that are from Fox that got canceled because they have a lot of shows that should be canceled that haven't been. Uh, yeah. They just don't know how to please the people. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, the current win winner of... <laughs> TV show 20 questions. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Weiss is right. If you have any feedback, email us at feedback at weisscast.com. I'll check it sometime in 2020. Yeah. Uh, heaven forbid I get coronavirus. I'll still check it. Um, uh, uh, the, the other things, patreon.com slash weisscast. If you want to help us keep our, uh, we don't really have that much costs. It, it costs six dollars to run Weisscast. Uh, help us out. That'd be nice. It'd be nice if we could fully get fully Patreoned for Weisscast. Uh, am I missing anything else? We're on Instagram at Weisscast. I think uh, you'll you'll find us. Uh, <laughs> Brian, where can they find you? You <laughs> can. I am also on Instagram and Twitter at uh, BK Stinson zero eight. I don't really know anymore. Yeah, I think that's it. I think I think that's it. BK Stinson zero eight. There it is. Uh, folks, we uh, really enjoyed having a guest last week with Justin Moss being the guest, and we want to have guests more often. Um, and so, and, and it's really easy with Skype. So. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be on the lookout for more guests. Caleb Peeler, if you're listening to this, even if you're listening to this in the year 2025, because I know it takes you forever to get through things. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we'd love to have you on. Uh, I'm trying to get Jalen Gardner back on. Um, that'd be great. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, he always has fun sports things to talk about and, I love talking sports, especially because I'm kind of into the NBA right now. Uh, pick a team, by the way. I haven't officially picked a team yet. Um, I can't believe you didn't pick the Hawks. No, I, I wanted. <laughs> so I wanted a team. Here's my thought process on picking a team. I want a team that's decent right now, but not amazing. So it's not like I'm a bandwagoner. The Hawks. But I also the Hawks suck. <laughs> but I also want a team that has clear potential to be good in the near future. And I haven't watched a game of theirs yet, but I plan to on Sunday, I'm going to watch the OKC thunder. 
Um, oh my gosh. Because they are they are better than people expected they would be this year, and they have like six years worth of first round draft picks because of everything that happened with the Clippers this off season, this past off season. True. So they have potential to be real good, and they're already you know pretty good. Yeah. So. Um, I'm waiting to see if I like watching them. Uh, I do really enjoy watching the Pelicans. Um, and I've also really enjoyed watching the Grizzlies. Um, but no, I have not picked a team. I honestly would pick the Hawks cause I like Trey young. Um, but John Collins is such a douche. Um, uh, I, I can't, I can't in my right mind cheer for a team that John Collins is on. So if he gets traded, maybe the Hawks will be in there, but he yeah. might not get traded because he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like a relief <laughs> scorer. <sighs> well, until next time, everyone. Yeah, uh, I'm going to send you off with the Super Mario 3D World Hip Hop Remix. Oof. Yeah. Downgrading from trap. Yeah, downgrading from trap to hip hop. So... Yeah, enjoy it, and we'll uh, see you around. Peace.